You're listening to Blue Collar CEO, the podcast that's all about helping you build a better, more profitable, and more sustainable home service business. Each week, we'll cover a different topic that will help enable your company to move forward to success. And here's your host, Ryan Redding. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Ryan here with Blue Collar CEO. Uh, I am getting ready to introduce you to Christina Bazell. Christina is a really awesome person uh, who is uh, essentially, she's worn so many hats at a company she's been a part of for 20 years. So she's done everything from reception to ops. She has a really unique perspective on the, the role of business and the role of leadership. We're going to be talking today a lot about employee attraction, employee retention, and how important that is to keep your business going. This is a really fun conversation. So let's get going. Let me introduce you to Christina. Christina, I am so glad that we're finally able to get you on. And I know we've had to like figure this out with schedules, but uh, I guess I'm there's so much stuff that we're going to get into. But before we do, I guess for some people might not know who you are yet. So let's start there. Who are you? What do you do? Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. So my name is Christina Bazell. I'm the I'm a managing partner um, and director of Al- uh, talent acquisition and um, education training at United Airtime. Uh, so, I mean, I do I do that right now, but I've been with the company for 20 years and I've, I've, I've pretty much worn every hat that there is in the company. I started out as the receptionist for the company 20 years ago and worked my way up through um, different positions and, you know, finance, um, payroll. I was the operations manager for, for some time, which was fun. It's so much fun in, a, in the HVAC industry, managing that 24-7. And then I made- I detect sarcasm in your voice. There's a little, there's a little bit. Yeah, it's a tough, <laughs> the operations, you know, of HVAC are, yeah, pretty tough. Plumbing, electrical, Yes. Why? Okay. So why the trades? I know you've been there like for two decades, which is nuts on its own, right? Like why, why did you start as a receptionist 20 years ago? Honestly, it was, did you just literally open a newspaper? Was it a, it was a newspaper too? Yes. Cause it was 20 years. Holy ago. hell. That's awesome. <laughs> it was, it was a newspaper. Um, I actually had a friend who was working for the company and I was looking for like a, a temporary like job for, you know, six months, a year or something like that. Um, and I, I started working there and there's, I have to be honest, like I wasn't, I didn't see myself as like, I'm going to work in the blue collar industry and, you know, potentially like eventually go out into the field, um, and, and work as a tech and get my license. Like that was not my dream as a little girl. I, I didn't, you know, I thought I wanted to be an oceanographer. So, you know, um, but things, I think doors open where they're supposed to. And and I, I landed with a really good company that had a lot of great leadership, mentorship, um, and, and believes in developing people. So I stayed with the company. That's why. Yeah. That's awesome. Years. Yeah. I mean, that's really, really rare. I know 50 years ago, that was like crazy common. It's not common anymore. What? Okay. So obviously you've, uh, man, you've seen so many different aspects of the business as, as your skills have like developed, as you've had new opportunities, new experiences and exposures within the business, within the industry, like what are from kind of where you are now, like what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that, that you've had to face in the past few years 
to keep business moving forward? Are there certain things that pop up to you as like especially important or especially difficult to navigate? I think it's, I mean, really it comes back to the, your employee, the, the employees, like, and being able to, you know, recruit and retain good people, um, people that are, are hardworking or willing to work until, you know, nine or 10 at night to, to make sure that the 95 year old lady has heat or AC or whatever. That's a tough, that's a tough, um, person to find these days. So that's, that's a big thing. And then retaining those people, those are, that's probably been our, um, one of the biggest challenges, um, forever really. What? So I've heard, obviously the, the workforce workforce is always something a lot of people struggle with. And I've, I've heard people talk about like for attracting candidates, everything about like marketing to women, because essentially the idea is you're, you're trying to attract male candidates, not that you can hire primarily in gender, however, but you're targeting to the spouses of these male applicants, right. To talk about, Hey, you have time off and you have weekends so you can spend time with your kids soccer team or whatever. I've also heard people talk about, no, they like to like build training centers, like to attract people who want to view the trades as a, as a legit option against getting up like, student loan debt how like are there any particular tactics or tricks or approaches that you've done for actually attracting talent yes i our company i think is is uh, unique and i have i've been in the industry for 20 years so i've i have you know um I've, I've been come across a ton of different companies um and nobody has the structure that we do so we actually have a path to success um that obviously is not college but it does include the educational piece getting licenses certifications that's all like sponsored by the company um so we have like an initial three-week training class that for i'm sorry it's four weeks now that's paid um and then um where we just teach like the basics we do lab time we do the um, classroom time they pass a final, they go out in the field. Um, and then we continue that educational path and then provide, um, basically there's like technical levels that you move up through and then there's management levels that you, uh, can move up through. So there's a lot of room for, um, growth, uh, success. It's really like you, the, the employee, the only limits there are created by the employee, right? So we provide, um, like endless opportunity. It's pretty cool. Um, in a lot of companies don't have that type of opportunity. They'll have uh, one service manager for 50 technicians. So if you have that, there's not a lot of room for growth in that, right? There's only one, one. Position. Well, it's also cool that that's also your experience, right? Like your experience started out as a receptionist and the yes. company found ways to continue to invest in you, develop your skills. You found ways to invest back into the business. Right. It's, it's cool that you're like philosophically, you're kind of thinking the same way. Yes. I mean, I think it's cool too. <laughs> what about, yeah, um, well, you should, like you're, like you've been in the place for 20 years, like you're the recipient of this culture, like you should think it's cool. What about like keeping people, like is, is like, what are some things aside from like career development paths, what are some things that you found like, hey, these are really helpful ways that we found to keep people from being poached? Uh, we do, you know, engagement, like is a huge deal. Like we, my team, my um my recruiting team, retention team, they will like check in with the people that they've hired in the first week, uh, at, in three, again, in the first three, at week three, I'm sorry. And then, 
um, three months and six months just to check in and see how you're doing. They'll like stop by the branch. We have, um, we have 50 branch locations. So we'll kind of, they'll go in and just check in. Um, I think that's huge. People need to feel like they, that they're cared about um, and everything. Right. So that, that definitely retains people. We also do fun things like you have, um, you know, sports teams will go all like sign up for, we, we did um, not dodgeball kickball, which was incredible. Like just stuff like that, like engaging the employee and just having having some fun Um, and, you know, doing ugly sweater contests and like all of that stuff, but in making sure that, we include the our satellite branches that are, you know, in North Carolina or in Georgia because we're headquartered uh, just outside of D.C., making sure everybody feels included um, and cared for. I think people just want to feel like they're, you know, cared for, that people care what's going on with them. You know, I think everybody wants okay. to feel like that just I, regularly, no. right? Yeah, I think people, I agree. I think people want to be seen. I think people want to be known. I think that they want to feel like what they do matters. I agree with you. But what's interesting in your dynamic is because you call them satellites, but you have all these like remote employees. How how on earth? I mean, this is something that I struggle with. So I'm picking your brain legit. How do you continue to develop culture and engagement and like, attention to the individual employee and like, because you can't just stop someone's desk. You can't just like take them out the ice cream or grab drinks to like shoot the bull. Like how do you, how do you maintain those like culture elements and that engagement elements at scale when everyone's spread out over a variety of locations? We, we do, we do things like employee engagement surveys. They're like five questions that, that kind of thing. I I'm, they work to a certain degree. I don't think that they work, you know, like everybody thinks they do. That's just my opinion. But um, I think what we do is focus on, um, you know, leadership training. So all of our branches, mm. we have, we have 50 different branch locations. Every of the, every single one of those branches has a manager. Um, all of our techs go to the branch every single morning for 45 minutes. And then they have that time to like, talk about what happened yesterday or laugh or, you know, it's actually a really fun time going to one of these meetings in the morning. So we do this thing where it's like a regroup every day. They, they, they get to do that. And then we'll have um, like team chat. So the branch, the branches will have, um, you know, all of the technicians within that chat and they'll throughout the day kind of like talk to each other be like, Hey, what's going on with this? Or how do I do this? So um, keep pretty connected considering like we have a, a ton of employees were almost at 800 now. Um, so that's a lot of people to keep connected, but we keep them connected. Sorry, holy area. hell, 800 employees. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> that's a scale that very few people understand. 800 employees. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you just like rolled through it. Like <laughs> WTF, like no bigs. Um, because uh, that sounds insane to try to coordinate how like do you do you think about like building this culture and building this team at that scale? Do you think about it more like um like there everyone has really clear SOPs? If you go into any branch, everything's really consistent, like almost like a Starbucks. You know, like you walk into any Starbucks, you have a degree of familiarity of this is what it's like, this is what I can expect. 
Or do you think about it as something that's more individualized where, Hey, there might be some variation. You kind of let the local markets kind of determine what makes sense for them. Like how, how consistent do you define operations and culture and all this with 800 employees? So uh, the culture we try to define pretty consistently everywhere so that, you know, we're all kind of on the same page. There is a lot of freedom in, with, with the managers who've been developed from, from the ground up. So everybody in our company has been promoted from within, right? So, that, so that's really... Mm, that's really cool. Yeah. So it, 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 the, the culture is created from there. And then you, I mean, to me, you want to give um, somebody who you've um, given a position of leadership some freedom, right? To kind of have their own morning meetings, how they do things. There's, there's a, there's a, uh, we, we don't, we don't have PowerPoints that we make them like show their <laughs> technicians every single morning. PowerPoint. Uh, PowerPoint. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm old. So whatever you would use Google slides, I don't know. Um, we, we, so we don't have something that's set. Like this is what you have to do every day. It's in, and this is the training that you're going to do. We kind of let them do, um, yeah, what's best for their, their specific branch. It's like they have their own company. It's, uh, you know, it's like a franchise, but it's not a franchise, right? They they get to kind of run their own show. And then if things start going south or there's an issue, then that's when, you know, um, the team leadership, senior leadership team will come in and be like, Hey, how can we help? So really it's all our, our our company is built on like mentorship, hundred percent and support. And that's why we've done as well as we've done. I mean, you know, when I started, I, there was 50 people and I know that's 20 years, but still, I mean, for in the, in the trade industry, that's a pretty big, pretty big jump as far as employees go. Um, and kind of where we've reached on the East, East coast. So, uh, not like, su- we're not super, super structured. There's an understanding just because of it's been developed from the ground up of, of what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to treat our employees, how you're supposed to mentor and, um, you know, the managers are your job is to develop people you know kind of beyond where you are like that's that's the whole that's the whole thing i mean but it's no you're right and you said it in a really beautiful way because i think most most people think of management as like telling people what to do but the way you describe it is this way of like you the role of management is more of leadership it's to inspire people and help equip people to become better than they were when they started, but also better than the current level of management and leadership. Like you always want to be upping the ante, like to raise the ceiling and raise the floor. I really, I like how you think about that. Well, thank you. I mean, I, it was, uh, it was developed. It's like, you were like a cult or something. I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like a, uh, not- might one say that you're a cult and have reason to believe that that's true. I'm totally kidding. I'm going to get in trouble for this one. So, uh, but no, I'm, it's, it's definitely, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really, really, really supportive, um, you know, company. And in, in this, in this industry and in HVAC and plumbing and electrical, like the, these technicians, they need support. It is a really tough job. And I know that cause I've been from being, you know, in the office and seeing it from that side and going out in the field and seeing, these technicians that are out and, you know, running five, six, seven calls a day and sometimes not getting home until nine or something because they need to help our customers to have somebody who's that invested in your company and your customers as an employee is a, is a huge deal because you don't find that everywhere. So, um, 
What do you feel like is some of the, um, the biggest headaches or challenges that you face? Like when you think about operating a company at the scale with so many people remote with the way that economic forces are the way they are, like what, what do you feel like are the biggest things that keep you up at night that you're trying to solve? I'm trying to give like a nice answer on that. Can you hear me? I can totally hear you now. Okay. Now that you decided to talk. Sorry. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be completely, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a different generation than it was before. I think this is one of the biggest things. And, and again, finding that person who's willing to put in the time and effort, you know, initially, cause it, cause it's not easy to, to you know, the first, cause we hire people who don't have any experience, generally speaking, like 95% of our employees don't have experience and developing that person and getting them to want to say, so I'd say what keeps me up at night is like the retention and, um, uh, recruiting responsibility. Um, yeah, that's my biggest one because without the people you don't have the business. So it's just, it's the way it is. Do you, have you found ways to like partner with, with organizations who like facilitate and advocate for, for careers in the trades? Um, like we've had, we've had people on the show before who, their entire like explore the trades comes to mind where their entire function is to partner with high schools to help give educational and uh, awareness sort of curriculum and programming and like little uh, classes like micro classes to talk about the, the trades as a viable career option next to traditional college routes. Have you like looked at any like partnering with any sort of organization like that to help to help you meet your growth goals? Cause if, if, 800 employees, you're always needing more talent. You're always needing more people. You're always needing more connections to kind of feed the machine because to your point without those people, there is no machine. So like, are there like unusual or unexpected ways that you're looking to, to solve that problem from your end? Um, I mean, we have, we are partnered with, you know, every community college and um, we don't have like a specific organization like that just does that. I didn't even know that existed. Thank you, Ryan. So I can look into that, but um, it, in oh, any trade welcome. school, um, we're definitely partnered with them and we go in and, and speak at the schools or we'll do like, we actually will have a job fair at headquarters and have people come. Um, so we, we do that. Um, it, and we do like summer, like we'll do summer helper programs where we'll, um, go to the high schools that, um, you know, have, tra- have the trade school trade kind of like trade, um, option for seniors or whatever and say, Hey, yeah, sure. you can come work mm-hmm. for our company for the summer, that kind of thing. Um, we don't work with a specific organization, but we do, we do, we are in touch with all of the trade schools and, and, uh, community colleges, anybody who that offers HVAC or plumbing or electrical. Yeah. You just, you just need as many feeders as you can. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I could, I could totally introduce you to Kate with explore the trades. She's a good human. They're next star partner. They're really amazing organization. Oh, wow. What? Um, yeah. yeah. See, you came on here. You're like, I'm yeah. supposed to talk, but now I'm trying to help you. That's like, awesome. That. This is how this goes. Thank you. So yeah, see, this is what I do. Okay. So somebody, Somebody's listening to you. They're inspired by the way you think about the business, you approach the business, maybe your your personal like trajectory and career path. Like, but maybe they feel like uh, they can't have your degree of success, or they don't have the culture to support the initiatives that are important to you, or they're really struggling with 
with leadership or management or hiring the right people? Like, is there a word of encouragement or advice that comes to mind for you? Oh, totally okay if you don't, because I know I'm throwing it in the spot, but to help to help keep people like to know that like it's it's not over that's not the end of the world. Like there are solutions. Can, is there something that comes to mind to you that like to help inspire people that just keep at it at solving that problem? And you're talking about on a, um, company level, like leadership level or ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, I think success starts with the employee. And so, and, and there it's always, if there's an issue, it's usually, well, and that it's tough to hear for some business owners, but it's, it's the top down. Right. So (laughs) I think it's at that point you look at like, what can I do to, to, um, to maybe change my perspective and, and, um, appro- uh, like approach this differently, approach this with like, um, like development and maybe, maybe change, maybe, maybe look into developing a leadership path for your, for your team. Or, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things you can look into. It's just the ability to be able to do that. So that's the tough thing. <laughs> um, um, so that probably wasn't the best answer, but I mean, I, 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 yeah. So there you go. There's my great answer for that one. Um, I think that's, it's that, that, that needs to be a paradigm shift. So that's a whole, yeah, we're going to have to start talking about going to like a, temple or some Buddhist temple or something like that. I don't know <laughs> to get that one going, but yeah. <laughs> You're like, Oh great. You just totally, I threw you off. I, that's what I was hoping to do. I, I did it. This is the first time anyone on this entire show has talked about Buddhism in any facet. So here we go. <laughs> okay. um, we are fully here now into the, here we go. <clears throat> you heard it here first. Thanks, Christina. <laughs> You're so welcome. seriously, if somebody, if somebody wants to talk about the deeper meaning of life, uh, pick your brain about like what's worked for you. Like, is there, would you mind if people reached out to you and just ask you questions? And if so, like what's the best way for somebody to hit you up? Um, they can, um, they can send me an email. That's probably the best. Send me an email. Um, absolutely. If they want to, uh, yes. Um, so I can give you my email address if you want it, you have it, you have it. I do have it, but I'm gonna let you read it out because it sounds cooler when you do. Okay, so I have two of them. We'll go with this one, Christina. So I oh, have two. I have two. I only know one. Yeah. So, Christina. Who are you? Well, that's the thing. You don't know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You do know who I am. It's a. I'm totally kidding. So it's uh, Christina. No, now I'm questioning everything. <laughs> don't, I don't. Please I don't, don't think this is going to work. <laughs> um. So it's Christina C H R I S T I N A Bazel B A Z Z E L all lowercase at United, U-N-I-T-E-D, air, A-I-R, temp, T-E-M-P dot com. That would be the best way to contact me. And I'll give you That's some like one. super really deep life answers. Yes. Totes. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> we got to find a way to get you back on again. Because uh, like one, you're obviously very passionate, very skilled at what you do. But two, like you're just a hoot to talk to. So <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it'd be fun to get you back on again. I'd love to come back on um, again. Seriously. Congrats on the success. That's, that's really badass. And uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by. Uh, I'll make sure like your email address is in the show notes. The one that I know. Either um, one. Your fine. super secret one. Yeah. And whatever, whatever. <laughs> Christina, thanks for stopping by. It was awesome meeting you. Thank you. All right, Ryan, have a good day. This episode was hosted by Ryan Redding author of the book on digital marketing for plumbing and HVAC contractors and founder of Levergy, 
the digital marketing solution for serious home service companies. You can subscribe to Blue Collar CEO on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us online at bluecollar.ceo and find us on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another awesome episode. See you soon. Thank you.